there. I'm Leanna Hinkle with the Hinkle Homestead. And I'm Lindsay Weiniger with the Weiniger Farms. And we are your hosts on We Chose the Farm. This week we're calling this the other kind of chicken math. Like chicken algebra. Cool, which if anybody knows me, I can't count basic math, so (laughs) this is going to be fun. So we've talked about uh, the genetics for um, lots of things last week, and but there was still more to cover in this conversation because first off, we still have to talk about like, we were talking about egg colors, but we were also talking about like chicken feather colors, all and the things. There's literally so much more in depth to it and you can go so crazy intense with it. But then we also wanted to kind of talk through chicken like markets yeah. as well. Yeah. So Cause yeah. they very well go hand in hand sure. with it. We were we started the conversation here and we should have hit record earlier, but <clears throat> I have a handful of um blue lace red chickens that I've got and I was taking pictures because I'm starting to, you know, cut down on my flock. First off, because it's not at my house. <laughs> I don't want yeah. my father-in-law to have to take care of all these chickens. But also, when I was taking pictures, we were looking at them, and we're still all weird in the color variations yeah. of just this one breed of chicken. So, um, which is like my favorite. First of all, chicken identification is like one of my most favorite things to do. <laughs> yeah. And it's so diverse. And it's just like you're dealing with, um, you know, humans in Absolutely. a sense. Because you can have different colors. You can have different combs. Yes. You can have different, you know, feet. You can have different feather. Oh, I just said feather colors. But, but like different. even still, yeah, all of those things too fall under like what's what you're shooting for and what mm, doesn't necessarily make the cut for things. Sure. So, earlier in the last episode, re-listen if you haven't, yeah. um, we talked about a blue-black splash pattern. Mm-hmm. So, you, with your blue-laced reds, we noticed that there were some color variations that one of yours was super, super dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the rest were kind of those varying shades of blue. Mm-hmm. So, again, we looked it up on the on the intro webs of where these chickens originated from. And this is another super great example of blue-black splash breeding. Mm-hmm. So, again, when you have two blue parents paired together, their offspring produces blue chicks, black chicks, and splash chicks. Splash chicks are white with, like, gray-blue speckles to them. Right. Okay. So when you have a blue lace red pattern, just the blue lacing is what we're talking about for that blue black splash type of thing. So you had a really dark one, yeah, which was black, mm-hmm. and the rest of yours were blue. And so that's kind of fun to like think about too. So if you wanted to start a breeding project that made a hundred percent blue chicks true, yeah, you would take that black chicken Mm -hmm. and you would take splash chickens and you would put them together and you would get 100% blue chicks yes every single time you wonder why didn't the hatchery do that in the first place you know and that's it's it's super interesting as well because that specific hatchery also sells 
individual black ones and individual <laughs> blue ones and individual splash ones. So like, yeah, you know, and, and I was also chatting with a friend of mine and there was a different hatchery that I was looking at and uh-huh. it seemed like one year they did sell, they were marketing blue uh-huh. chickens. Sure. I, the breed is not important, yes. but they were labeling blue chickens. And then it was the next year in that same catalog, they said, Blue Black Splash chicken. So I'm like, oh, you either had chicks that you realized, oh, these don't look the same as all the rest of them. Or you had people calling back and being like, this chicken's way darker or way lighter than what you said it was going to be. Yeah. And then it seems like the third year, everybody now has black chickens, blue chickens, and splash chickens. Do I... Did they realize this when they originally started? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe yeah. people are getting into genetics themselves. Right. Maybe oh, they yeah. still don't care. I don't know. You know. Well, and it's also like people are starting to do genetic projects, but then they're working through hatcheries. And that is, that's different. I mean, I, I think there are places for hatchery birds and there are places for when you're wanting to do big genetic projects. And as much as I love the hatcheries that I use, I'm really happy with the, the service that they give. But if I'm going to do a genetic project, I want good genetics in my bird. And that's and that's a super great point as well, is that hatcheries also produce how many thousands of chicks right. all the time. There are some that are pushing out for numbers mm-hmm. to fill orders versus quality. I'm not saying that hatchery birds have bad quality. I'm just saying sometimes ones with cross beak slips through. Yeah. Sometimes ones with, you know, I, not that tractor supply is, but I think tractor supply is probably down at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. But they were selling sexed pullets. So they have saying that they have checked their vents to sex them. They sold a four legged chicken. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) If you're checking to see the reproduction and you notice that this one has four legs, Uh, like how does that make the bin? Yeah, exactly. You know, so um, sometimes with, I think like stuff like that, that they do push out a little bit. There are really great hatcheries that only get from certain, you know, that get breeder lines Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I think that's awesome to, again, do your research about that as well. There was one hatchery, we were talking about this earlier, that um, with, especially with the blue lace, the why nots or whatever, we were talking about how they are supposed to have a rose comb, but I've noticed that some of mine have had a straight comb. And that's because they have brought in straight comb genetics to increase the fertility and the production numbers. Yeah, yeah. So, Obviously, can you show and start your own genetic projects with a straight comb? Well, not if that's not that's, what the breed standard is, right. you know? Yeah. So that, I mean, do they make beautiful yard candy? Of course they do. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not mad about yard candy and eating eggs, but I right. would not be starting a breeding project from those yeah. select ones. Yeah. Like there are very, very rarely are you going to get uh, a winner out of a hatchery by any means because of colors, because of accidents. Uh, yeah, it's not going to happen. Let's, let's, I want to, um, since we're talking about kind of quality versus quantity too, everybody's heard of the Amaya Chimani's, right? The all jet black chicken. Oh yeah. They've circled the internet. They've got black insides, black bones, black organs, black eggs. 
kind of. They don't lay black eggs because that's not how that works. Yeah. But yeah. main meat, everything else is true. I don't know. I haven't opened up one of those chickens before, so I yes. couldn't actually tell you. Mm-hmm. But so on the internet, you can pretty much find hatching eggs and chicks for about every species you possibly <laughs> ever want. Right. But a lot of breeders this past year, I've noticed, are not selling, I guess good reputable breeders, are not selling Amaya Chimani hatching eggs. Hmm. And I will tell you why is because, and it's actually very genius, and it's something that like made me kind of rethink a lot of my things, is that Amaya Chimani's have a lot of variables just of their pure black chicken. Yeah. So if they have a white toenail... They're not, a pure, They're not a pure black chicken, and you can't use that. Right. So a lot of, of them cull, which means variable things. If that's what you mean to, like, eat it, great. That just means it does not continue with your breeding project line. Right. So if you're a very high reputable breeder, you don't sell non-standard things. Right. So, but by hatching eggs, if you say you sell a dozen eggs, 12 of them hatch, good job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's say eight of them are great, mm-hmm. but four of them have one white wing or one, you know, black toe or one white toe or whatever, mm-hmm. or, you know, they have a yellow beak or something like that. You can't use those because that's not passing on the genetics that you want. Right. But if, you know what I mean? So people are selling chicks or they're selling started pullets or they're selling breeding trios because they have met the standards to where people are letting them go. So are you paying more than your day-old chick? Absolutely. Are you paying right. more than your dozen eggs? Absolutely. But again, you're looking at quality versus getting your numbers up. And this is like the same, uh, a good example of this in a different species is Wagyu beef. I mean, that's like a perfect example of yeah. In America, where everything's advertised as Wagyu beef. And uh, let me tell you, friend, you're not going to get real Wagyu beef in America. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, unless unless they have certifications and they've got big stickers and all of the things on your menu. If you see a Wagyu on your menu, it's it's not the same. It's, it's a cross of some sort for quality. Like, yeah. It's the same genetics issue. You're going to cross so that you get better marbling. You're going to cross so that your meat tastes better, but it's... It's still not 100% the exact same thing. Absolutely. Jake and I joke about this. I mean, this this is a far reach from our genetics talk. But Aldi's a couple years ago. I had my real nose up about Aldi's because it's cheap. You know yeah. what I mean? We're too good for it. But, like, I love all these. I love it's, it's all these. the best. Yeah. I don't know what changed, but, like, it came around, and I love all these. But before, when I was like, ugh, and the meat was so cheap, and we're like, ugh, what is this? And I think, like, all these released a statement years ago saying that they serve up to 100% horse meat as beef. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, are you this is why and like i don't remember there was like this rumor going around that mcdonald's was selling 100 percent beef but it was actually like crap quality and they the company was called 100 percent beef oh shoot. so they could say <laughs> oh my word so i guess the wagyu beef just made me think of all of these things yeah. but i suppose also Going back to genetics, know your sources of where these things come. Absolutely. Oh, my word. <laughs> so you don't actually get a... Uh... You don't actually get a duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, my favorite is I got asked about a turkin, and they're like, is this crossed with a turkey? And I'm like, no, no this isn't. Because everybody's heard of like a turducken, yeah. you know. Yeah, but Which no. Totally different. It's, it's super different. <laughs> it's super different. Uh, but yeah, so that was just kind of the interesting factor as far as genetics and color projects and all of these other things. Um, the 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 reason this also came up is that I'm starting to, um, you know, sell some of my birds. Oh yes, and so the. We've dealt, I think you and I have both dealt with this on many occasions, is that people around here, which is not always true, but we're also in the country versus like any, like Metro Peoria is even on the edge, but we're in the suburbs of Peoria. (laughs) Very (laughs) suburbs. And, And people are expecting to buy chickens on the cheap. Because we're... This is, I mean, everybody around here has chickens. And so when they find out that um, I'm selling, like, even my barred rocks or my, you know, more common breeds for $20 a bird, that it's just appalling. And let alone when we get into specialty breeds and we start charging more, like, upwards of 25 and 30 bucks for a pullet. Um, and I'm classifying a pullet as one that has just started or is going to start laying eggs within the next month. Yeah. I price it at a $20 price point or a $25 price point, and people are just appalled. Um, but this goes, we're going to go a little deeper into the economic side of things and say, well, yeah, I'm going to sell that for that price, first off, because there's a demand, and I'm not going to go for cheaper. But secondly, because of the amount of time and the amount of money that I've already put into this stuff. Absolutely. So, um, just to like get it down to the super basics, especially in the sense of like a Wyandotte or a Moran or I'm trying to think of other ones that are more expensive, like a Barnvelder or a Wellsummer. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> I'm paying $5 a bird for those. Sure. Um, and from, so from, from a hatchery. From a big box hatchery. Yes. Absolutely. And so when I'm paying $5 a bird and then I'm putting in food in it for 16 to 20 months or 20 weeks, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go down in price, um, especially when I know that there's people willing to pay it. So please, for the sake of all of us that are selling our birds, you know, don't give away your birds. First off, don't skirt yourself out of your value for feeding your animals but then secondly yeah so help help the economy out here so on this same exact talk here so let's say for example starting laying pullets 16 to 20 weeks is a normal age for started pullets yep is common to see a price for like 20 25 dollars depending for standard breeds yep so, and why? You know what I mean? I literally think you just said all of this. Yes, you know what I mean? Okay. Of, yeah. of the same thing. Um, but I want to, for everybody that's like, no, I can get these way cheaper. Then like, I literally invite you, like, get them cheaper then. Because right. like, I'm not, I'm not backing down of this. And that's not really where I'm going with that. But like, I'm on Cackle Hatchery's website. So again, the same exact store that we got our $5 chickens from. Right. Okay. 
So I'm on here and you can easily go. I love cackle hatchery, by the way. Like yeah. love them. Um, no shade. So your Bard Rocks started pullet, and they are seeing that their started pullets are 15 to 22 weeks old. So like literally prime time, laying time, right? right. Mm-hmm. So how many, let's just go, how many chickens do you want of these started pullet Bard Rocks? I don't want to wait. Generally, how- I would buy like five at a time. Five. Cool. <laughs> So that's a hundred bucks. No, 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 no. Shipped year round. Started pullets are $30 each. Exactly. Okay. So that's just what the price is. That's not with the shipping of the actual bird. Okay. (laughs) So if you wanted one 15 week old barred rock with shipping to your destination, it is $201. (laughs) So, 20 bucks ain't so bad, no, is it? <laughs> That's awesome. Like, either I'm going to start raising my prices. Exactly. You know, um, <laughs> I just, like, I love this because, like, this is literally shipping charges. One bird is $171, and the started pullets are $30 each. Wow. That's what that is. Um, But this, like, that's what I kind of want to, like say to all the people you know what i mean like no i everybody wants to pay five dollars for a chicken all day long heck i do too i love me good deals you know what i mean right but that's not actually realistic and it's kind of offensive to like the person who has taken the time to raise all of these things right yeah you know like you've got (laughs) they've made sure that they're safe from predators safe from diseases that they've been introduced to the flock they're healthy they've been fed well they're you know all of these things yep that you have that the buyer has not done. Right. Yeah. They are worth what they are. You don't have to do a lamp. You don't have to do any of those things. They are ready to go. They are ready to join the things. That's yeah. why, I mean, I feel like it's very standard for that, your price per what the bird is plus a uh, dollar or two per week for the care and the thing. And that may change depending on what they are fed. That mm-hmm. may change with your climate. That may change totally. You know what I mean? It could be $5 a week. I don't know. That would be like asking me to give you a fully trained, potty trained, healthy, like thousands of dollars worth of, you know, hunting and and sensory training on a lab for 500 bucks. I mean, like, but even still, though, it's not even that. Like, these people are being like, well, that's a $20 dog if you don't. You know what I mean? Like, they're just straight up like, I wouldn't pay that much for a grown dog. Like, what? Yeah, this is absolutely. not even the same. <laughs> so I guess also be be open to yeah. your um to what actually things cost. And another good thing, I was looking at this this dream of mine is for a Z donk. Okay, yes. oh, yes. a zebra yeah. donkey, and I love it. And Jake's like, "The heck, you're gonna bring it home." Have <laughs> <laughs> one of these days, I will. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Anyways, but I was, I've been secretly stalking this specific person's breeding page because I'm like, I'm gonna get one <laughs> eventually. And she, and I've been watching this for a couple years now, and she just posted saying, "Your 2019 budget will not get you your 2021 animal." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm like, you know what? I can, okay, I'll work towards it and I'll do this. But like, hey, we had a pandemic. We've had prices that have gone up. Like, it is no surprise to anybody that prices have gone up in the last couple of years. 
Uh, a good example of that is Nathan and I, we just got our month, we get our monthly statement of like how we're doing as a business from our accountant. And we have just within, from one year, we've increased our sales for over $100,000 in sales. Yeah. But do you want to know how much our profit has increased? I am less we have lost profit like because yeah. the margin had to close because no one is going to pay 20 to 25 dollars for a bag of chicken food it's insane but my cost is high but we have to keep your cost low in order for you to buy it so our margins have lessened but we're are but we're selling more sure so that's how it's it's equated out but like Give, sure. give your retailers a break, man. We don't set the corner. I mean, prices. but that's, but I'm saying that's just, I mean, yeah, that's with everything. Exactly. I mean, everybody has seen it with something or another. You know right. what I mean? My coffee yeah. shop has seen, you know, shortages for their lids. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Because of everybody was doing to go drinks yeah. when, you know, everything was closed. Like just, there's so much stuff that goes into all of these things yeah. that I don't think a lot of stuff has yeah. On average, it's going to take two to four years for any kind of economy to recover from any kind of global. Well, we know. haven't seen this. Exactly. You know, not to get like yeah. political or anything yes, else exactly. like that. But like, this is not something that like just another recession, no big deal. Like this is, this, this is, is bigger, different than, than what that is. Yeah. Um, so all stemming from chickens, you know, but also at the same time, like, so yeah. So going back to chickens, Back in the day, a couple years ago, Jake and I really wanted to do death layer chickens. Do you know what death layers no, are? No. They're like, we didn't know either. But we're, <laughs> we literally search out the weirdest and the craziest things, and that's what we try to get. So death layer chickens are these tiny little petite chickens that kind of look like a campine. So it's like a brown chicken with like black spots. Kind of cute, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, very. There's some differences between that and a campine. But apparently their slogan is... Will lay an egg every day until they die. Oh wow! You know, yeah. like, and so for people that are like with egg production, they're like, "Hey, yeah," they're like, "That's great." You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, um, also the problem with that is the original importer for that because they are not here in America; they are from not America. Yeah. Uh, the original importer was Green Fire Farms. So I in pause this go look on their website no (laughs) you know what I mean but like their day old one chick is $99 straight run yeah okay so so like one just one chicken and so I'm like I'm about to get me some hatching eggs so if anybody doesn't know hatching eggs are usually cheaper than grown-out chickens right you know so I ordered three dozen hatching eggs from from three different people. Yeah. Okay, so a dozen each. And they graciously sent me extras, and that was fantastic. Can I tell you that not one of them hatched? <laughs> one dozen totally didn't develop. Yeah. So, like, I got crabby about that because that's that's yeah. their own thing. Yeah. One did develop, and I think one was almost ready to hatch but then didn't. So I joined, like, a death layer group. Uh-huh. You know, just to, like, casually... Look, figure this out you yeah. know what I mean and just I didn't I never like called anybody out I never said anybody's eggs were terrible blah 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 but I wanted to look and it was a weird common thing that a lot of people couldn't get their chickens to live past six months because they're just very hard to raise wow they're very difficult to hatch yeah um 
And proudly, not like to be insensitive about this, but I would assume that they're mostly inbred because they only originated from this one particular source. Wow. Yeah. So that doesn't help. That doesn't help. Also, the death layers do lay an egg kind of every single day except in the winter like (laughs) (laughs) okay you know um until like until their life but then they really only like live to be like two so i mean (laughs) i don't really think they were as cracked up as what they you know but do you think they could they could also i bet they were high probability for like being egg bound and stuff too I'm sure. I don't know. They were very, they were very tiny chickens. So I, I wouldn't imagine that comparatively for the idea of they laid an egg every single day, you just get a life horn. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm not right. trying to like be like that, but yeah. I mean, if you want a death layer, cause they're cool, you know what I mean? They get death layers or whatever, but, yeah. but a lot of people, and then the breeders I was listening to were talking about, and we kind of talked about this last episode is that they were crossing, because there's two specific kinds of the death layers. There's silver ones and there's gold ones. They were crossing the gold and the silver to make hardier breeds yeah. between the two. But also, I think that creates sex links birds. Oh, A yeah. gold male over silver hens will produce sex link babies. So you can tell right at hatch date, this one's boys, this one's girls. Yeah. And that makes it a little bit easier. However, that doesn't apply to that next future generation because that has been like muddled essentially right yeah um so i don't know what that means for like your offspring you know and stuff like that but um weird yeah so (laughs) green fire farms is a uh quite an interesting (laughs) that's one of those that are like all right okay um but again it's just a bunch of different like will you find death layers in Commercial hatchery catalogs, absolutely not. No, yeah. Will you find Amaya Chimani's Mm-mm. in catalogs? Probably not. Nope. I would, I would say there's a strong chance yeah. that you would not. And again, if you are finding Amaya Chimani's as Dale chicks in catalogs, it's probably they're not calling for the things that they should be. Right. Yeah. Called for exactly. Huh. So, can you have Amaya Chimani's for yard candy? Absolutely. And if you do, take a picture and show me. Yeah, this. you know what I mean? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's my rant there you go. <laughs> for the day today. Um, this was like purely driven on like high caffeine that I was supposed to be cutting Ugh. out. but I'm yawning, pretty... but I actually am kind of fueled on the same thing. So I yeah. understand. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's quite interesting about all the different genetics do have a role in this, but also... <laughs> I guess have an open budget when you're wanting yeah. to get into crazy products. Especially pro- if projects. you're seeking a specific breed. Yes. Yeah. And that's our TED Talk. There is your chicken algebra <laughs> <laughs> and chicken economics. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of a how does a chickens apply to all of the world? <laughs> well, uh, should we talk about, should we talk, should we keep going about this and talk, get more into it about meat birds versus grocery? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Is that a different, can that be next week? Maybe. People Maybe. get Let's angry talk. at me for a $12 full-size bird for frozen $12 full-size bird. Or me, because I charge $26 for a full yeah. frozen bird. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, that's a good time for next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Until out. then. Yeah.
If you like what you heard today, you can find us at We Chose the Farm on Facebook and Instagram. And to find Hinkle Homestead directly, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Google at Hinkle Homestead. I want to visit the Weiniger Farms? You can find us mainly on Instagram at Weiniger Farms. Or jump over to our website at WeinigerFarms.com. See you later!